Why, hello. Uh, I didn't see you there. Uh, if you're watching the video right now, you might notice I'm alone. Uh, I, I am getting the full YouTuber experience right now. I am sitting alone in my living room talking to a camera. So I'm, I'm finally getting a dose of what this feels like. Awkward. The answer is awkward. Uh, Nina, unfortunately, has uh, come down with the coronavirus again. So she is not here today. <clears throat> and on top of that, it was her week to do the research. So I didn't have anything prepared. So instead of just posting nothing, I went ahead and put together a little uh, a little small claims court for you this week. So I'm sorry uh, that we're you're not going to get the full episode that was supposed to come out this week. It'll be out next week. We'll be back to regular schedule. But I also didn't want to leave you completely hanging. So take this small claims court instead. In the American justice system, crimes committed by companies should be seen as especially heinous. The dedicated podcasters that investigate these claims are part of an elite task force called Small Claims Court. These are their stories. Immunity is important. And I'm not talking about the diplomatic kinds or whatever they need on Survivor. I'm talking about the ability for your body to fight off infection. A subject that I'm sure has been on absolutely no one's mind for the last, what is it, three years. Uh, the cells inside your body work together in an unbelievable way to recognize infections and fight them off, both now and in the future. The body's immune system has fueled many markets that capitalize on its working, such as vaccines, supplements, and food. Many companies have claimed to peddle products that increase the natural immunity and cold-fighting abilities of those who ingest them. Today, on this Emergency Small Claims Court, in the new year, we discuss some sick lawsuits handed down because of boosted claims regarding the immune system so welcome back everybody it's a small claims court it's been a little bit since i've done one of these i used to do them in between seasons but grad schools kept me so busy that we haven't released one recently but when something falls through the floor like today and uh one of your two hosts gets sick sometimes you got to improvise so for those of you who don't remember uh small claims court is where we discuss a lawsuit brought against a company um a big class action lawsuit usually and today's no different, except for that I had to do it really quickly and I didn't have an idea in mind. So I'm going to start with a little filler because today we start our story with an admittedly weird topic uh, compared to what I've been talking about, uh, masturbation. So don't worry, Nina's still here in spirit because we're still somehow sex talking. Uh, in 1886, Battle Creek Sanitarium was opened in Michigan by Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, which is ironic because Kellogg seemed a little bit of a nut himself. Uh, a hyper-religious liberal Christian, Dr. John Kellogg, who in addition to being a surgeon, was also an inventor who focused mainly on foods, and he had some interesting beliefs about how diet affected your lifestyle. In addition to largely believing in vegetarianism, which, hey, I'm not saying that's weird. You can be vegetarian, that's fine. I'm not. I love meat, but you can. That's fine. Uh, Dr. Kellogg tailored his diet towards being eaten by invalids so that every patient in his sanitarium would be able to eat the food uh, products that he created. 
And part of his philosophy on top of this was rooted in Christian teachings that spicy and flavorful foods led to arousal and thereby, uh, let's just call it self-stimulation, or as Kellogg beautifully liked to refer to it, self-polluting. Because of this, many of his creations were extremely bland obviously the british also got a hint from him and maybe the british they they just don't like being horny so they make uh you know they boil everything instead of actually putting seasoning on it so and i i don't know about you but but eating the volcano sauce at taco bell doesn't really give me a boner does give me diarrhea though so i i I don't know if necessarily kellogg and his christian contemporaries were onto something about that but that's fine. Uh, and the, the blandness showed as one of his first creations was baked bits of grain, such as corn, wheat, and oats, that were then broken into crumbs and marketed as granula. That's granula with a U. Uh, and it turns out, though, someone had literally been selling the same thing also at the same time under the name granula. I don't think that that is a spontaneous uh, co-development like the calculus. I, I, I think that one of these men ripped the other one off because that what a stupid name to come up with. Either way, uh, Dr. Kellogg was faced with a lawsuit and then decided to change the name so now all of our crossfit friends uh can tell us about how great granola tastes and i mean hey even if he he was the one who who lost and had to change the name but we're not still calling it granola so i guess dr kellogg won a little bit uh but dr kellogg's most well-known invention and the one most aligned with his anti-masturbatory tendencies is cornflakes uh, which he filed a patent for in 18 18- 95 and he was serving all of this at uh, the battle creek sanatorium and around this time there was a patient in that sanatorium by the name of cw post who was a salesman that recognized the potential in breakfast cereals and would go on to create the post cereal company so this guy just goes off for a little a little uh, grippy sock vacation and discovers cereal and is like wow man this this stuff's crazy we got to get this in into the mouths of of uh, children everywhere so i mean i hopefully his wasn't also so they don't masturbate but it, it is what it is um and post is still around to this day it, it sells popular sugary morning diabetes creators such as fruity pebbles honey bunches of oats and oreo o's i love I love that we just like made desserts to put in milk and we're like, yeah, this is this is what this is what we're going to feed the children of America. And then we wonder, why is obesity a problem? Is it because they're eating Oreos for breakfast? I don't know. Uh, after the success of Post Cereals, the Kellogg family launched their own cereal company uh, that also became, you know, just a minor success with brands such as Special K which is also a term for ketamine, so that's kind of cool. Raisin Bran, Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, and many others. And one of these many others happens to be Rice Krispies. Famous for the breakfast cereal, but probably more famous for the marshmallow snack that you can make out of them, Rice Krispie Treats. Um, Either way, this cereal... 
Either way, this cereal brand did land the company in hot water with the FTC when in 2011, at the height of the H1N1 swine flu scare, the company printed that Rice Krispies increased the children's immunity by providing 25% of their antioxidants and vitamins, a claim that was written in huge print across their boxes. They also said that this had nothing to do with the H1N1 pandemic that was going on at the time, but it seems a little bit uh, too much like coincidence. They said that oh, our marketing plan was made before the swine flu broke out, and I'm sure it didn't hurt your chances of of putting it that big on the box. Like, it's huge. I'll put a picture of it in the video, like like straight up. It's, it's they, they printed it's like half the front of the box, so it obviously meant something to them. And this was almost immediately contested. Turns out you can't just print stuff like, this is going to help your immunity on the front of foods, and and not have it be proven with, like, a clinical trial. And this constituted deceptive marketing. And that's what the FTC agreed with as well. Um, Because, honestly, just because it contains nutrients, it boosts your immunity. You could say that anything that has at least some nutrients also also increases immunity then. So I guess that entire party-sized bag of Cool Ranch Doritos... I drunkenly ate on New Year's Eve a week ago was a great boost to my immunity. Huh, Kellogg's? Whatever. The worst part is that Kellogg's should have known this already since the FTC had handed down a decision and in, like, I don't know what to call it, an executive order, that's not it, in order uh, to curb their marketing following a 2010 campaign like the year previous that had the cereal company claiming that frosted mini wheats could boost your child's attentiveness. And on that one, they did cite a clinical trial, uh, but that trial was conducted by the company and it didn't even really support these claims. Uh, it was conducted in a dubious manner and with a small sample size, it was only uh, seven children and it was claiming to boost the attentiveness of children by more than 20%. And I think one out of the seven, which is already too small to make any claims, one out of seven had their uh, attentive boosted by more than 18%. And I'm pretty sure it was for all just like eating in the morning, not for frosted mini wheats. All right. I ate frosted mini wheats as a child. I still have ADHD. It does nothing. So Kellogg's eventually paid out a $10.5 million settlement for the claim relating to the frosted mini-wheats and then turned around to do the same thing again with this Rice Krispies immunity ad, uh, which they also ended up paying uh, to the tune of $2.5 million in this settlement for the Rice Krispies uh, immunity incident uh, that also included an additional donation of $2.5 million worth of products to charity. So... A lot of impoverished children were eating uh, Rice Krispie treats for a little bit, or Rice Krispies, I should say, after that. They didn't include the marshmallows. Although, neither matter seems to warrant a fine from the FTC, which did garner them some uh, criticism because the FTC literally, like, this is what they do. They police this. This is a huge company. They didn't hand out any fines. The only monetary damages that came to Kellogg's 
was in the form of those those class action lawsuit pay, payouts settlements rather they these companies never go to court over this it would you know it would ruin their reputation uh, so <clears throat> that's the story of Kellogg's uh, from the anter the anti masturbation cornflakes all the way up to that Rice Krispies trial. But I, I wanted to pad time a little bit more, so I figured I would talk about another such case of faked immunity. And not to keep mentioning Survivor, but faked immunity. I mean, come on, it's exactly like that time on Survivor Cambodia where Kelly created a fake idol and gave it to someone else as a trick. Underhanded, Kelly. That one's for all the like 40-year-old parents that listen to this show. And you're like, oh, man, I'm Survivor. I bet you still watch it, which is weird. But hey, you you keep doing you. Uh, this faked immunity came from Airborne, though. The Alka-Seltzer ripoff with less medicine that proudly says created by a school teacher. It was one of their big marketing. Uh, uh, it was their slogan that it was created by a school teacher. And I don't know about you, but I sure do like my medicine created by a scientist. So, already uh, off the bat, the dissolvable pill claimed to boost your immune system uh, and also claims to help cure colds and fight them off in germy places with a healthy dose of vitamins and minerals, most heavily vitamin C. They had a very creative marketing strategy that included successful commercials. I still remember them to this day, and it's been a little bit and they insisted that the product be placed next to cold medicines in stores and not supplements because of this airborne reached sales of well over a hundred million dollars all backed by a clinical trial that supported their claims so this time they at least had a clinical trial but if you remember so did Frosty and Mini Wheats. And in 2006, ABC News reported that the clinical trial quoted by Airborne was conducted with no doctors, just two guys, a dream, and a bunch of venture capital at the bribing ready from Airborne. It was two random people that they had paid to conduct the study. So after this story dropped, uh, Airborne was basically just an expensive multivitamin and multiple studies after that showed that airborne was ineffective at either preventing or shortening the uh, effects of a cold. Um, so a class action lawsuit was then settled for $23.3 million and the FTC forced them to change their claims and packaging. Now I wouldn't even know where to get the stuff. Uh, surely, New snake oil has taken its place. Probably something being sold by Gwyneth Paltrow on the Goop website that says through the power of healing crystals inserted into your nose, you can kill off viruses if they believe in viruses. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Uh, also, briefly, just on the topic of shortening the flu, I figured I would mention Zycam. You remember Zycam? The zinc remedy to shorten flu symptoms that used to be administered in a nasal spray? Well, turns out zinc has not been proven to be effective at alleviating flu symptoms or shortening the duration of a cold, all of the claims that Zycam made in the first place, but it also made some people lose their sense of smell, a claim that the company denies, but they did decide to they did decide to settle the class action lawsuit for $16 million just to keep 
everything under wraps. And they still sell Zycam no longer in the nasal spray uh, because so many people claim to have lose their sense of smell. But uh, I did a little bit of research into it, and there are still no, uh, there's no studies supporting the claims that zinc ever reduces the duration or the intensity of flu symptoms. Um, if anything, they're mixed at best. So maybe save your money. Just get some DayQuil. That stuff works. So that's the story on immunity, uh, fake, faked immunities and the lawsuits that have came out of them with a little bit of history uh, on Kellogg's today. Um, I threw it together pretty, pretty fast. So I just, I really wanted to get something out to you guys just, just so you didn't have an empty week with nothing there. So if you came to listen to this, Thank you so much uh, for supporting us. Still come in, listening to the small claims courts, even though it's off. And I promise you that next week we have Nina back. We're going to be recording another full episode because I know we just had the two-week break. So a lot of time off recently, but thank you so much for coming and listening. If you did like what you hear today or you want to support us um, for our regular uh, show, of which... There are over a hundred episodes now. Um, you can go back, listen to all of those. We have an incredible uh, back catalog at this point. It, it's getting it's getting crazy. I've, we've covered so many stories; it, it's wild. Um, you can go back, listen to that, and you can also follow us uh, on socials: Facebook.com/slash White Colors Red Hands, Twitter at White Colors Pod, Instagram at White Colors underscore Red Hands. Uh, you can also just go to our website, whitecollegeredhands.com. You can check out our merch there. There's a little button that says check out the merch. Click there. Uh, maybe buy a T-shirt, a sweatshirt. That helps us immensely. Um, also, just leave us a review. would be super cool. You can write a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined, or you can just leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify where you can watch. If you're not watching the video today, um, you can watch the video on Spotify. Um, or you can go to our host site, Anchor. You can watch them on Anchor if you want to make eye contact with me the whole time. I'm talking. I'm realizing now that I'm looking into this camera and someone's probably looking directly back into my eyes, and that scares me a little bit, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, so thank you guys so much for showing out. Uh, I'm going to end it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm done with the, the, the outro on, on these small claims courts. Sometimes it takes five minutes to do the outro and it just, it, it feels uh, pandery to me. So uh, thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next week on another episode of white collars, red hands.